You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Bookkeepers Bootcamp. We are very excited to be joined by Christian and Michelle Ewan from Right on Time. Hi, how are you both? We're very well, very thank, well thank you. you. Very, very well. We've been excited about this. Lovely been to be here. Looking forward to it. Yeah, thank you both oh, for having us on. Thank you. We're really oh. looking forward to it as well. Um, it's been quite a day here for us with Bookkeepers Bootcamp. We're on, this is our sixth live of the day. Uh, wow. so I don't know if you know what we've been doing, but we started the day with a visualisation session and we spoke to Caroline, one of our bookkeepers, and uh, we've spoken to Hannah Dawson from Futurely. We've just had a session with Laura Weston, who is a financial advisor. We also spoke to Jojo Graham about getting yourself visible. And now we're going to have a chat about PR and get building your confidence around that um, as well, because I think, well, actually on the session we just ran um, about personal finances, some one of the questions that came up was, um, how can I, um, what buffer should I be setting aside for starting my bookkeeping practice? And mm-hmm. do I need to have some money put aside for marketing? And one of the things I said was, actually, come back in a few minutes because we're talking to Michelle <laughs> Good and Christian. Question. Good and question. You don't yeah. necessarily need to spend money on this publicity stuff, but it does come nope. down to your confidence. So um, I'm really excited to go into detail on this. Um, before I start, I should just welcome everyone who's joining us. So I can see lots of you jumping on live. Um, if, you're, yeah. if you're joining live, use hashtag live. If you are watching the replay, hashtag replay. There is a competition running this week. So um, the person who is most engaged, who attends the most of the sessions, you're going to win. I'm hoping that more than one person attends all the sessions. I'm really excited to see who who actually joins us. Um, Somebody who attends the most sessions will win a one-to-one strategy session with Joe and me, and we'll be announcing the winner of that on Sunday. Um, So uh, we're live twice a day, every day until Sunday. So make sure you join us and um, if, ask some questions. You know, if you're here today and you, you really want to get noticed and, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, Michelle and Christian really know their stuff in this area. So do feel free to ask questions and we'll try and answer them as we go through. Anyway, Fantastic. back to you guys, back to you. Thank you for the lovely introduction. Really appreciate yeah. that. And what a lovely bit of synergy there that we can talk about the um, the the question from earlier. Definitely. They can, they can marry up together quite beautifully there. So would you like to uh, take shall it I, up? Shall I kick things off? Please do, Let's Michelle. Do Please do. Seeing all these amazing names yeah. and faces. on. Thank you so much to everyone's tuning into this session. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Um, it's so exciting to be part of Bookkeepers Bootcamp, which yep. just sounds so glamorous. It yep. feels like so much more glamorous than like doing lunges or squats or something, <laughs> like just feels really good. <laughs> so um, we have been invited by the lovely Zoe and Joe to talk to you about publicity today. Yeah, we have indeed. And for lots of you, you may already be jumping into the headspace of newspapers, radios, podcasts, all these different ways to get more visibility on your bookkeeping business. But we want to kind of dial it back a little bit because very often, as with anything else, the first foundation stone to lay um, is confidence. It's about having that media mindset and being open to these opportunities and feeling in control and empowered to take them. 
So one thing we wanted to talk to you about was the inner critic. So we all have an inner critic. So if you have... Nobody's excluded. No, nobody's excluded. Yeah, we all got one. We all have that voice inside us that kind of speaks to us in our ear, maybe yeah. in times of stress or anxiety. But to be honest, just when we're chilling, like it could be like six o'clock on a Friday night, and you're there with your gin, ready to like wind down and enjoy the weekend. And then you're in a critics in your ear saying, well, do you know what? You didn't pick up three new clients this week. What kind of bookkeeper are you? Do you think you should maybe start looking in the recruitment ads and see if, you know, jack all this in and go back to working in corporate? Put the gin down, turn your laptop back on, do some more work. And then you can start listening into that voice and it can speak to you in the most unexpected ways yeah. um, when you're really, really um, just kind of trying to do your thing. It might crop up when you're having a discovery call with a new client and you think, oh, this is going quite well. And then out of nowhere, it kind of comes in your ear and it's like, mm, yeah, but not signed on the dotted line yet. You've still got time to cock this lot up. And you're just like, what the hell? I was I was kind of in my flow. I was doing my thing. Why are you even saying that to me right now? And you feel that kind of like confidence hit and you kind of get to that point where you're feeling a bit anxious and a little bit stressed. And you might identify this voice because um, in situations where it talks in quite repetitive ways, yeah. it will say the same thing to you over and over again. It like, will nag and gnaw away at you. Yeah. It really, really will over and over again, almost like a mantra that you don't want to hear. Yeah, so we all have this idea of creating positive affirmations, yeah. but the inner critic has these mantras like, you're not good enough, you're not qualified enough, you've not got enough clients, you've not got enough turnover, your profit isn't as good as it should be, and it can kind of wear us down. Now, um, in some sense, the inner critic is there for good reasons in the way it kind of wants to protect you emotionally. So it doesn't want you to feel embarrassed or overstretched or anxious. But the trouble is, without any like recruitment process or any screening of any kind, it somehow gets appointed to head of publicity and marketing and it's there and every single time you're opening like your mouth to say something positive about your business it's tapping you on your back and saying yeah but does anybody really care about that post that you're about to put out on Facebook or you might think I'm going to speak to the radio about this you know a new program I'm launching and then it'll be tapping you on the back and going yeah, but what if you run out of things to say? What if it's just dead air? What if the you know the the DJ nearly said this chalky then, which is a bit random. What if same the, thing? What if the DJ um, or the presenter asks you a question that you don't know the answer to, and it's kind of like this voice in your ear mm. that is talking you out of opportunities. Well, what it's doing is it's actually getting in there before you've even had a chance to really think about the positives or the benefits of that particular opportunity, whether it's, you know, a radio show opportunity or a new client or, or maybe some form of a collaboration. The issue with the inner critic is it becomes so big for its boots that it's actually running roughshod over any other opinion or any other um, I suppose, counter argument to, to what the inner critic has to tell you. And what's really important is while we've all recognised now that we have our own inner critic, we can't let them take control completely. 
And that's what happens in many cases. It gets to the stage where the inner critic is, is doing everything in its power to suppress you so much that you don't take some of the opportunities out there that are ready and waiting for you, that you're ready to take as well. You've already reached the point of arrival where you're qualified and, and professional enough and competent enough and experienced enough to do them, but the critic is holding you back. So this is something that we really want to explore today as part of our uh, part of our talk. So just looking at some of the comments. Oh, we're look, having some comments we through. Are, yeah. Okay. Laura Day Henderson. The inner critic is getting sacked. The inner critic's getting sacked. Right. Like that positivity. Diana's saying she always has a fight inside her head. Lindsay's saying it's so relatable. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm sure, honestly, like my inner critic, I can be perfectly happy shopping for a really nice, colourful yellow top that I love. And then out of nowhere, it'll be like, but black's more slimming. Shouldn't you just get the black one and you end up just buying the black one because of just some nonsense in your head? And publicity is exactly the same. You have created a gorgeous business or you're in the pro you know the process of doing so. You have got within your hands the power to help someone master their business finances and really turn around their profit or their you know profit or loss balance sheet to help them grow their turnover to be a really key part of the team. Team. integral and integral yeah. you know honestly you are such an important cog in that business wheel and you know you absolutely know that you have to do these things to become more visible but it's pushing through that moment of crisis in your mind where you think is this a step too far am I going to get caught out is someone going to turn around and say well actually you're not that expert of a bookkeeper after all so you play small and this is kind of what the inner critic does. It forces us to play small at a time when we need to play big to build our business. So it's really, really important to start tuning into what that voice is telling you, um, but doing so from a place of curiosity, because it's not going to be the case that you can get rid of this voice completely. No, unfortunately, unfortunately going back to what Laura said, as, as lovely as it was to read about sacking your inner critic, unfortunately, you can't because there will be times where the critic is going to pop up. We have to be realistic about it. There will be moments where the critic will just get into your ear and give you a little bit of a talking to. But as Michelle, I'm sure, is going to explain now, it's about learning how to work in tandem with the inner critic so that the balance is, is a lot more equal. We don't want the critic running amok over us. We want to try and get the balance restored a little bit. And there are ways you can do that. Yes. Yeah, so it's really interesting what you said. Sorry to interrupt you, but not what all, you said about... All we're playing small at a time when it's really important to play big. This just resonates for so much of everything around what yeah. we're finding. And this is, you know, everything around confidence and everything we're talking about this week comes back to that point. We need to push through that. So I'm really, that was such a good way to phrase it. And uh, that's going to stick with me, I think. Thank um, you, so yeah, thank you. No problem Pleasure. at all. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm pleased yeah. that that's resonated. Yeah, and that it's actually prevalent here and relevant yeah. to the to the people on the book camp. Uh, the, the yeah, the boot camp, the book camp, the book camp. camp. That's I'm a whole new program. Now. Yeah, that's a whole new program. <laughs> yeah, book camp. So and, let's go. You know, it might be. You, um, so Carly's saying that's so me. I'll be found out one day. Yeah. It's like, are you going to be like dragged into the village square and putting the stocks and have tomatoes thrown at you for not being an A1 bookkeeper? <laughs> it's like we have these catastrophic thoughts about such what's an interesting, happen to such us. an interesting turn of phrase. Found out. Yeah. It's like almost yeah. like you're this like like, like you you know you you're moonlighting or something yeah. or you know you you've taken on some false identity and 
you know, you've gone undercover or something. You're going to be unmasked. Just, yeah, you're going to be unmasked or something. It's, it's just, I knew it was those pesky kids all yeah, along. It's going to be like, yeah, like Sco <laughs> Scooby-Doo or something. But, and, and you know, we're not saying this in, in any way. It's not remotely disrespectful. You know, we all have, we all have that. We, we've all had it. You can have it at any point in your life. So please, you know, we're not we're not saying that it's wrong or anything to have it, but it's about understanding and addressing the fact that we do have it. Yes. And it's just talking through how we can regain some control of it. And if that at the moment, if you feel that way, Carly, that, you know, that you feel like you, you're being found out, then maybe some of the things that we are going to talk about now are really going to help you to to actually counter that that belief a little bit and, and get you thinking, well, no, there's nothing to be found out. There's actually a place now that I can be discovered and I can start embracing my expertise, leaning into it and becoming more recognised for what I do. So hopefully yeah. some of the words that we share with you today and everybody else here will, will resonate. So Anya is saying, the longer I give myself to overthink, it more the more my inner critic takes over. If yeah. I just jump in and do it, I don't give myself the chance to talk myself out of it. Um, and also Laura's saying she needs to learn how to do it before it manifests. And Joanne, so been holding myself back for over three years, now really pushing myself forward, Brilliant. turning off the inner Mona doubter in my head. And this is what it is. Well done, and Joanne. Well done. What we wanted to suggest to you is obviously this this critic has been appointed to head of marketing and publicity. Well, he's kind of not even been promoted. I think he's just, just sort of snuck, snuck, up, right in. snuck up that ladder like without an interloper. Yeah, without anyone even really knowing about it. We need to get that um that inner critic demoted a little yeah. bit. So yeah. what we need to do is we have to accept, can't give this inner critic the P45, but what we can do is call them in for a bit of a HR meeting. So we can say, you know, let's have a bit of a one-to-one -one here. Let's have a bit of a performance review because your attitude <laughs> is affecting my business. So let's go and talk this through. Yeah. So it's not about eliminating the inner critic. No. It's learning how to calm that voice down. And the best way to calm that voice down is to come from a position of rationality because so much of what the inner critic has to say is all about very catastrophic thinking so if for example not thinking of anyone in particular but say you were going to go on a yacht ride your inner critic might be like it's going to hit the you know the reef bank and the whole thing's going to sink without trace actually you could say do you know what that yacht's got a trained yacht person a captain so I'm quite confident that the yacht's going to be in good hands and we're all going to have a great voyage. So it's about kind of using um, fact to counteract the fiction and also about having a plan, okay? So I know some of you are already in Zoe and Joe's world, but this week is also about having an opportunity to invest in working with them further. And the idea is that have people in your world who can provide some counterbalance to some of the negative yeah. cycle going around in your head. People who can give you a plan of action so that when these sticky situations come up, you've got the support in place to push through them. And similarly with publicity, it's really, really, important to have a plan in place so rather than just randomly ringing a podcast host and saying let me on and talk 
you can say to them, these are some of the things I'm comfortable talking about. This is some of the points that I would like to make. This is how long I've been in business. See, these are some of the things that I've achieved. This is why I do what I do. This is why I do what I do. So you're kind of setting the boundaries of what feels comfortable for you. And similarly, if you are a person who hates the sound of your own voice, just grow your confidence in another area of the business. It might be that you feel more comfortable writing something down, emailing it to a newspaper and focusing on that for now and really growing your confidence in that area. Yep, you might prefer the written word. No problem with that. There is enough scope. There is enough different opportunities and avenues to explore. It's just a case of choosing the one which works best for you. Yeah. Yeah. So the very much the key to silencing this inner critic is having a plan yeah. because it's when these words crop into your mind from nowhere and you've got nothing in your back pocket to provide some balance or argue the point, then that's when you sink into this lack of confidence. It's when you sink into inactivity. It's when you carry on procrastination. small. And procrastination. And procrastination, you yeah. kind of kick the can further down the road and think, oh, well, I'll just do press next time I launch something or I'll just apply for an award when I've got my next 10 employees in place. And before you know it, just never happens. It just goes on your never ending to do list. And the key thing to remember is when you keep playing small, you are never going to grow big because you need to have the visibility to bring new people into your world, to form the partnerships that are going to push you forward. It's all about getting more eyes on your business, getting more people to know who you are so they can make the positive choice to want to work with you. Giving them the opportunity to get to like you and trust you as well. Yes. Because people buy from people. So Laura's saying my inner critic has a meeting at six o'clock. <laughs> I just wonder what <laughs> what pearls of wisdom they've got to talk Sounds to. Sounds like a date with destiny to me. Yeah. Hope it goes well that meeting. Yeah. yeah. And somebody um I, I must apologize on StreamYard if you've not given Facebook permission, it doesn't always show your name. But someone saying inner critic, I'm not liking your attitude makes it so much more manageable. It really does. Yeah, it's, love that. If you treat it um, sometimes when we hear the inner critic, we think it must be the voice of truth because it's yeah. coming from us. Voice of reason, yeah. But if you kind of package that in some way so it's something inside of you that you, that you can have a dialogue with rather than something that you just have to lean into and believe, it makes the the balance of power feel much more equal rather than feeling talked down to you can say well let's have a discussion so you're telling me not to speak to the newspaper because you've got a really horrible photo and you've not been able to have your hair cut because of lockdown okay so you're just going to get rid of a brilliant opportunity to promote your business because your headshot isn't 100% how you would like it to be or you can say I get it. I know I've had better pictures in the past. Everyone else is in the same boat. 
everyone else is waiting for the hairdresser to open but i've got something really important to say that could help business owners in my local community so i'm going to take the ego out of it i'm going to stop focusing on things that don't really actually matter and think about the end result that i want to develop to deliver for my future client think about the wider cause yeah basically and you can have yeah. a much healthier dialogue rather than just sitting in the passenger seat and being spoken to in these really unkind terms terms that are stopping you from having the bookkeeping business that you want and deserve to have so that was really what we wanted to talk to you um today to really just start to think about what are some of the things my inner critic is telling me and what do i need to put in place so that i've got a strong argument to kind of dial back some of those concerns. Is it, I don't feel confident on the, um, like the personal finance side of things, you've just had, um, a, a believe, a fantastic talk about that. So if you need to think to yourself, maybe my personal finances aren't fantastic now, but here are some people who can help me get to where I want to be. Rather than listening to, you're really bad with money, your personal finances are a disaster. So why are you even helping other people manage their money? And then you kind of go into that shame spiral and you just keep playing small. So it's about having an action plan in place. So if it's publicity, if you are thinking, I really want to go for that award. I so, so want to go for it, but I just don't deserve it. There are other people who are better than me. Have you even read the criteria? Do you even know what they're looking for? Because lots and lots of judges, when they are making choices, they like to see people who've been through challenge, learned a lesson and have lived to survive it and they've got a plan to move their business forward. Yep. So don't think of it like you have to have this Disneyland magical kingdom of a business where nothing bad ever happens. You can have a very, very real business, but just talk about it in a confident way. An authentic that, way. In an authentic way. Yep. Highlight the things that are going well, but be genuine about what needs some work on as well. Yeah. And who isn't is who isn't inspired by triumph over adversity? Yes. Let's face it, that's what judges want to see. They want to see people that have had challenges. They have had challenges. Sorry, I keep rotating um, the chair and, and annoying she's Chris. Knocking my arm everywhere. Sorry. Um, so talent, you know, triumph over adversity. People want to see that because it, it shows it, it kind of lifts the curtain a little bit behind, you know, on the person, on the business. How have they shown up in a way that has enabled them to keep doing what they do, to spread the word that they want to spread, to turn up in a way that they're going to help so many people get to where they want to get to. So, as Michelle said, it's a lovely notion to think that we can have this perfect, magical a business where nothing goes wrong but the reality of it is that sometimes things can and do go wrong but it's how we show up it's how we turn those negative experiences into positive ones what learning do we take away from that and how do we continue to develop as people to become resilient and to feel empowered that what we're doing the reason that we wake up every morning doing what we do is what is motivating motivating us i should say sorry to keep going and and think about it from a customer perspective okay Say you are a business owner and your finances are really not how you would want them to be, okay? Would you rather work with a bookkeeper who has been through a time of challenge themselves, learned something from that yeah. and turned their own business around? Or would you just think, I, you know, I, I have to wait to the best, most perfect book, bookkeeper in history um, because that's the only way that I can move my, my business forward. So think about 
customer behavior think about how you view other businesses yeah. the things that you are attracted to Apply when you're it. making choices about yeah. who you want to work with it's so so important to be authentic in how you show up and what you do and believe that right now is good enough like think about what's possible now okay so everybody has a choice you can say i'm gonna not bother doing publicity until x point in the future but yeah. that point will never come because guess what you'll get to it something else will happen and you'll push it even further down the road or it might even be that you achieve the thing that you initially aspired to that would then give you the permission to do that that publicity but then you, you kind of have a moment of doubt or a moment of panic and then you just decide well i'm going to come up with another objective now and that'll give me an excuse to not do it I can just tell myself, all right, yeah, I might have achieved that thing that I was going to achieve in order to start telling my story, but I'll just come up with a different one now instead. Yeah. And that way you're almost giving yourself permission to keep kicking that can further and further and further down the road. And before you know it, a year has become two years, has become five years, has become 10 years or whatever. And it could be that you're doing this and you've not really fully embraced the opportunities that, that have been afforded to you that you could have took full advantage of just because the inner critic and that procrastination has ruled the roost for too long so we're here to talk to you about how and, and why you shouldn't be allowing that to happen we need to be realistic it won't disappear completely because it's yeah. there so it's a kind of it's a safety mechanism it's inbuilt into us but you can certainly learn to control it so that it isn't dominating you too much and it's actually um taking away opportunities from you before you've even had a chance to properly think about them yes yeah, so if you think about like a car analogy your inner critic right now might be at the wheel they're the driver so can we potentially move them to the passenger seat? Maybe, maybe they would prefer to take a seat in the back. Perhaps we can stick them in the boot. You don't have to have the inner critic at the driving wheel of your business. There may be a more appropriate location for them to go and hang out. So For what, a good while. For a good while. What, yeah. Whatever you need to do in your head to, to lift up this this voice relocate it so you can start to make some positive progress yeah. and if so, it feels like we're repeating ourselves because we're going to go into the comments yes. for the past 30 odd minutes or so the reason we are doing that is because we cannot underestimate the importance of it it is so important and it might be that these various sort of analogies and examples that we've used one of them may strike a chord or resonate with you in a way that perhaps another one didn't so yeah. that's why we we feel that this point has to be made so strongly by both of us because once you've got the inner critic under control believe me the world can and will become your oyster it will be very much a point of you being in charge of what you go and explore what opportunities you want to to uh, take and you may well find that opportunities come to you proactively as well yeah. and it, um, just having this conversation with yourself could change how you react to a, an opportunity without so any question it, it could yeah. simply be the fact that you see on twitter that a journalist is looking to speak to a business owner in your area yeah. who is looking forward to reopening after lockdown now that is something you with bells on can do you can do that you can be that business owner who sticks the hand up and says actually i'm over here i'm a bookkeeper i've been working with all these other businesses during lockdown we're all dead excited for the roadmap to to unfold we all want to get back to business uh, these are some of the things i've been doing in the past 12 months this is some of the stuff that i've got coming down the pipeline the only difference 
whether you take that opportunity or not is you and your mindset because trust me if you do not stick your hand up somebody else in your community will because nobody leaves a pedestal empty for for an indefinite period there will always be someone who steps onto it that's why when you open up a newspaper it's full of news because every single story is somebody else opening their mouth up and talking so if you are not in that paper if you are not turning on the radio and hearing your voice if you're not the podcast guest someone else will be or entering the award Yes, somebody else will win it because they've taken the time to write the application, crack on and have some self-belief that it could happen for them. So it's what do you do now to dial back your inner critic and to start stepping up and taking these opportunities? So So let's have a look at some comments. um, So somebody's saying, would you try and drum, drum up some PR before you go live with your business as I've been holding off for this reason? Okay, very, very common. People think like until I've got my shop front open or until my product's in my hands, I can't talk about it. But wouldn't you like to be in a position where people were excited for you to go live so that you've actually got people ready and waiting to be a customer on day one? So a way you can frame this is simply saying, A local bookkeeper is pleased to announce that they will be launching a brand new bookkeeping business in X. Okay, we're currently looking for um, to support businesses in these particular fields. I'm having a recruitment drive, whatever it is you want to say, but talking about it before it actually happens creates that sense of anticipation. It's like when you see coca-cola they're launching a new flavor of coke they don't wait till everybody in the country has got a bottle of that particular coke in their hands they're like you know the holidays are coming christmas is coming john lewis advert every year we're all waiting to see what the john lewis advert will be um for some yeah cuddle a national, toy a national talking point that'll be in the shop in in two weeks time so creating anticipation about what's to come is super important so don't think my story has to reach a certain point to talk think is what is my story right now in this moment what is newsworthy about what's going on now okay i've just seen that as well i wonder if there is an award entry writing webinar next week up at the top (laughs) yeah there might be yes there might Might be. talk about that later um so, so didn't we've not paid Laura any money just to be clear not like can, I ask, can I ask you a question about um opportunities so um, you've been talking about you know not missing an opportunity to get some PR and you've mentioned that you might see a journalist tweeting something on Twitter now I've yeah. responded to journo requests and I got myself in the Sunday Times business supplement and I've been in AAT comment a few times and uh, various other things just because I've done that kind of thing um, yeah. But how I think for some bookkeepers, some bookkeepers who are new to this, they might not know where to find those opportunities. Yeah. So you, can, I know you can create your own opportunities. And I think you've just given us a really good example of a way that we can pitch ourselves if we can identify the right person to pitch to. Yeah. What are your best tool, your best tips for looking for those opportunities or creating them yourselves? Okay, okay, so number Great question, um, yeah. that's a fantastic question. Journal request is a big one. Yeah, so a big yeah, one we just said, um, yeah. is a hashtag journal request. That's J-O-U-R-N-O-R-E-Q-U-E-S-T. Hashtag journal request on Twitter. That's on Twitter, yeah. Um, that's a hashtag where journalists from all over the country 
from national publications down yeah. to local and regional, they shout out. They'll they'll literally Get be TV like producers as well on their radio producers yeah, as well. TV and yeah. radio say, I am writing about this this week. Yeah. Does this match you? Are you my case study? And then it's up to you to put your hand up and say, I'm over here. Yes, yeah. yes, I can talk about that. And if then you fit all the criteria. If, if you fit the criteria. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you can't just reply to every single one and try and no. throw by yourself in. It has to be a very tangible, a very yeah. clear, a very direct link, a, a very direct correlation to what the reporter is asking for. The reason that they're asking for, for it as well, they're requesting the information, is because they are working on it. It's an active yeah. piece of work. So it's very much not there to be like a time-wasting exercise. If the reporter is putting themselves out there to request information to be given to them, it is because it is, for them, a going concern. It's a piece of work that they are going to be doing. So you and everybody else who, who heeds that call, you're kind of all then throwing your hat into the ring. You're all then in having an opportunity to then be considered to be the one to be selected. Obviously, in Zoe's case, fantastic results were selected. But Zoe was only able to, to get that particular coverage in that moment through putting a hand up and, and following the journal request procedure. So it's all about putting yourself out there to create an opportunity that otherwise wouldn't have existed. It could have passed you by and you could have been the perfect candidate yes. for that particular thing. But without knowing about it or researching it, then it goes by and it may not come around again for some time. It may not. It, it just depends. So you have to be in it to win it. So as a very, very simple daily practice, could you, and the answer is yes, yep. could you spend five <laughs> minutes on Twitter each day just checking the journal request? Just hashtag? five minutes? Just five minutes. Like, yep. I will piss about for five minutes on Instagram looking at celebrity weddings. Could I use that time looking at journal requests instead? A hundred percent. So we all have our time during the day we all get to choose how we spend it so perhaps just using five minutes to look at journal requests could be the difference between spotting an opportunity or not now the other thing that we encourage people to have um, a look at is something called light bulb yep so that is a hangout for entrepreneurs and guess what if you're running a bookkeeping business you're an entrepreneur so um, head over to Lightbulb and it's a hangout for business owners to speak directly to journalists. They will, yep. again, say, I'm working on this specific case study. I'm looking for someone who's a good fit and you can reply. And again, that's me. I'm, I'm happy to help. So um, Lightbulb is really, really useful. I think it's something like £5 a month. Yeah, I was just um, going to add that in as a caveat. Now, myself and Michelle, um, we're not actually allowed or able to use Lightbulb ourselves because we we work in the PR sector. So it's not open to fellow PR professionals. So any information that we give you is important. I have this caveat. Any information that we do give you about Lightbulb has been information that has been given to us by yeah. people that we know, like, and trust. So we don't have first-hand experience of using Lightbulb, but we know a lot of people that have used it. We know how the platform operates. And from all intents and purposes, what we've heard about it and the content that is available and the opportunities that it brings, it's a very, very worthwhile thing to be considering. So I just wanted to I add it there. Just it wanted to make it clear a... we didn't know from first-hand, that's all. Yeah. yeah, it used to be a free Facebook group and I was in it when it was free and she was starting was it up free. and then she was, she monetized it, which makes absolute sense for what yeah, she was doing. Course. So uh, it did look yeah. like a really good resource. 
Yeah. And I know, for example, Helen Pritchard, some of you might know, yeah. she responded to an inquiry on Lightbulb about a Clubhouse because she's been doing a lot of Clubhouse yeah. recently. And she ended up being featured in a national newspaper talking about Clubhouse. That's correct, yeah. And that was just literally responding to a post a light bulb. on Lightbulb. Yeah. So yeah. Um, think about having a Lightbulb account. Again, it's quite a low-level investment, £5. I think it's something um, like that. It, 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 is, is it £5? £5. Okay. So uh, if you think about it, the average newspaper advert costs you 500 quid it does 500 quid or that's a, a local paper a fiver yeah and potentially with the option to get national coverage it, it is a good investment from our perspective yeah, so those are two things you can do yeah. to be reactive so check out journal request check out lightbulb then obviously the flip side of that is being proactive yeah. so actually being the one to create the story to put out there um so definitely start to think about what is my story now we get a lot of people who are fixated on the idea that they can only have one story like it's like you know the wild west like last chance saloon i've got one story to tell and if i don't get it right then i may as well just go and shut my business down so it's really really important that you don't get fixated on the idea you've got one story to tell so we used an example earlier of think about it this way if william shakespeare had told had told Romeo and Juliet and then be like I've had my one shot and I'm just gonna keep all my plays to myself then imagine what English literature would look like now okay so it's very important that you trust your well of stories is deep and yeah. plentiful yeah. you cannot get into this idea that you have a one chance to talk about yourself and i've seen louise i was literally i was literally just yeah. going to say that, um, that i've just yeah. i've just seen louise is there so, so that kind of ties in really nicely with what we so what we what you've yeah. just been saying about mr shakespeare so should we have a look and see what Louise has said? She yeah. said, I've been featuring in my local magazine in articles about community projects, not my doing, it's their request. Okay. I'm yeah. worried if I write, first off, the word worried makes me feel that I'm actually listening to Louise's inner critic talking here. I'm worried if I try to turn press towards my business, then people will be cynical or just sick of seeing my mush. Okay. Right. So straight away, Louise, that's you trying to protect yourself from any form of embarrassment or anxiety, which is obviously a very natural thing to want to do. But there's also um, there a concern I feel of being regularly in in uh, in well I suppose exposed or, or regularly featured yeah there's maybe some discomfort there that you don't like the idea of propping up everywhere yeah. now I might be wrong about that but just reading that that's that strikes me as being well I'm not really sure if I want to be ubiquitous in the press so that's something that we can talk about here as well yes oh, this is a very common fear yeah. people feel like if they were in the local newspaper once in August 2017, they have to wait till August 2027 to have another yep. bite of the pie. Honestly, do you remember week on week every single person that was in the paper? Have you got a little logbook where you're keeping track and saying, what's she on about here again? She was on Wednesday four weeks ago. People don't treat it like that. They don't look at the paper and think that somebody's being too visible. Or a magazine. Or a magazine. Yeah. At the end of the day, 
it's very rare that somebody sees you one time only and instantly decides to buy from you. It often is a case of having to build that relationship over time, allowing them the opportunity to get to know you. Yeah. and Demonstrating I, more about you and your story, sharing, yeah. sharing more about who you are. And can I just say yeah. as well, if I was looking for a bookkeeper, I'd love to work with someone who was community minded and giving back yeah. to their local community. It's so a great thing that, yeah, the if community you projects, yeah. Don't join those dots for me. If I don't know you're a bookkeeping community warrior, then I can't have the choice to choose to give you my money versus someone else who does nothing for the local community. So just try to, again, call your meeting, have a HR chat with that inner critic and say, you know, at the end of the day, I want to be visible. I want my bookkeeping business to work. Yeah. So I just want to reassure you that I'm only going to speak to the paper when I honestly feel I've got a good story to tell. But I have got a strategy in place to help me figure out what that story should be. So you can go off and do what you need to do. I've got this one, but thanks for your input. And then you can move on and carry on with your day. So hopefully that feels helpful. Yeah, can I please just add to that as well, Louise? You know, um, please don't worry about people um, seeing it as, as cynical or anything like that. Um, I understand why you might feel like that, but please don't. It, it doesn't matter. Everybody's doing their own thing. Everybody's in their own lane. You focus about, you focus on you. And you do what's right for you. I think what you're doing there with the community project, your local magazine is fantastic. Massive respect to you for doing that. I think it's a great opportunity that you've got going on there. So please don't worry too much about what other people think. Um, you know, it sounds like what you're doing is great and just stay in your own lane. I really hope that you do that. And Lucy's saying, can you not just send a story to lots of news places and they will Sorry, all... where are you looking, Michelle? I, um, I think we've missed a couple here as well. Um, yeah, I'll go. I'll, right, okay. So, um, Louise, Sorry about that, Joe and Zoe. Louise you can, you're not saying, doing them in a linear order for my very logical know, brain. Like, you kind of skip. I think you skipped to two, two or three. Um, what, what's this one here? Lucy's saying that she was going to ask about light bulbs. Okay, so, so we've done that. that. This one here. Um, so I'm not sure what Katrina is. Katarina, uh, can you please um, clarify there. that, Katarina? I didn't. The first week was quite anticlimactic. Um, I'm wondering if it's that she tried journal requests for a week and didn't, right. and didn't get any bites. Right, okay. Um, yeah. So like anything, you have to remain consistent. You cannot yeah. think I'm going to do journal requests tomorrow morning. I'm yeah. going to get my dream opportunity and I'm going to be splattered all over the front cover of the National You're not, you're not going to catch the great whale on the first attempt. You know, you, you could do. You could There's do. There's a chance of that but, happening, but yeah. it's like anything else. It's being consistent. Yeah. Keep looking, keep trying. Persevere. So, so um, can, can I give you a tip on journal requests? So anyone who's using, um, if anyone's using, um, I'm sure Zapier can do this. Um, but there's also something called If This Then That, I-F-T-T-T, -T, which is like a, it's a website where you can set up what they call recipes. So something in one system will trigger something in another system. So you can hook up your Google and your, um, your uh, I don't know, <laughs> your Twitter account, your mm -hmm. Instagram and your Google Sheets and things like this. Right. And you could set up this. I've done this. Um, you can set up a recipe so that if there is a tweet um, using a particular hashtag, that data can be extracted into a Google Sheet. So what you could do, and what I have tried, and have this had, a, you know, when I had the patience to go back and look at it, it worked really well. Um, you could automate a process whereby using if this then that, you could have anything with the hashtag journal request 
pulling into a Google Sheet so that mm-hmm. you've got an automatic list of anything that's going in there. Obviously, that is going to bring you everything. And there's a lot of stuff where there yeah. are lots of bots which retweet things, which is frustrating. Um, but then if you put some filters on it and you um, just search for like, if you just use, you know, control F to search on your spreadsheet, you could search for finance, accounting, bookkeeper, tax, bookkeeping, budget, those mm-hmm. kind of words. And you could do just a, a daily search on that rather than having to scroll through Twitter and so if you're more of a data kind of person that might be a way around it if you are worried about getting lost in it so that's just a suggestion that's That's a great idea thank you so much for sharing that that's a really practical way that definitely um, appeal to people more data orientated as well I think you know really getting that detail deep diving into it and having that ability to choose from a vast amount of information to really then centralize on what what it is that they want I love that thank you Zoe yeah and I think it's also a really good example of again say your inner critic was saying to you don't bother with journal requests it's all going to be full of stuff and it's going to take you forever Mm. and and all the rest of it it's basically saying don't worry about it i've got a method here that i can use that's just going to filter out the ones that are relevant to me yeah so it's just about creating a giant sieve and going like that yeah it's about creating systems and processes that work for you yeah so thank you so much for sharing that. that um zoe yeah um so, so I think we're up to uh, Lu- Lu- sorry. Lu- uh, Lucy. Okay. So can you not just send a story to lots of news places and they will all run with the free story? So this is something that um, we can talk about on our free five days to pitch to the press challenge. We strongly feel that if you have a really good story, you should never have to pay to advertise it because if you're offering a publication true news value, then why would they not want to publish that for free? And that is something you can do with a marketing budget of absolutely zero. There's nothing stopping you emailing your local newspaper, telling them something that's going on in your business and pitching that to them as a story. We literally did um, a live, I think yesterday, no Tuesday, um, about this. We were talking while we were talking. Oh yeah, it's somebody Tuesday, um, yeah. somebody wrote to their local newspaper while we were doing our live. Just based um, upon how we'd made them feel during during that live, we we literally yeah. empowered them over that call to take action, and they did it in the moment, and they had a response. Yeah, and within twenty four <laughs> hours, yeah, they were being interviewed. They were being interviewed for a magazine. For magazine. So that that was yeah. literally just sending a speculative email. So that is something free of charge. But it was having the confidence to do it. You can do it. Yeah. So um, yeah. yes, this is free, but there is an emotional cost of being in the place where you feel good enough to do that, yeah. which is goes all the way back to what we've been talking about today about the importance of doing the mindset work. Yeah. So. Somebody's saying, how long would you leave it before you approach someone else with a similar story if you don't hear back from your submission? Okay, yeah. Okay, so these are the kinds of questions and learning that we explore in some of the programs that we offer and within our challenges. So if you ever do want to hear about our challenges and programs, please do feel free to like our Right on Time UK. Um, the name of our company is in the, yeah. on the screen right on, on Facebook. Yeah. And you can hear about our free challenges and we will cover topics like this in more detail. Um, but just as a, a general top line, you don't have, unless you have gone to a journalist and said, this is an exclusive. Correct. There is no reason why you can't send it to multiple publications. Only if it's an exclusive, only if you have 
created some form of a contract whereby that publication and that publication alone has the right to break your story, then no, you, you will not be able to put it to various outlets. If, however, that isn't the case, then you can certainly do it in, in, in other means and other ways that there is no sort of incorrect way or etiquette issue with that. It's just the exclusivity thing that Michelle mentioned there is the important deciding factor with that. Okay. Yeah. So if anybody has got any You're welcome. No very problem. welcome no problem. mystery Facebook user whose name is being kept from <laughs> us. So um if anybody else has got any questions on the topic of publicity or the um, inner critic or the inner critic, please yep. feel free to use the comments. What I would say is that I cannot stress enough, and this is um a comment that I want to make to you if you are very, very new in your bookkeeping business or indeed are thinking about setting up a bookkeeping business, please, please do not sit on publicity and think I can't do it until I've got my first client or I can't do it until I've hit my first six figure year or something like that. Please have the confidence to think that if I really want this business to work, I need to talk about it from day one. You can't just hide and hope that the business will somehow magically happen. So whether that's following advice from Zoe and Joe in, yep. in their programs or being more visible on social media or looking to the press, you've got to do something because if you don't, then that business is not going to grow. You're just going to stay stuck where you are. So please do not feel that because there is some peers in this group who've been in this game a lot longer than you, that somehow publicity is reserved for them and you have to wait until you've graduated and earned it. Yep. You can go for it on day one. Okay, so Lucy, I'll just read this one out and then we can deal with it, Michelle. Okay. Uh, more than happy to answer this for you, Lucy. So what are the key points you could use to put in your story? For example, issues you've been through, how great you are, what you offer. Is there anything else which will get heads turning? Okay. So my first response to that, Lucy, is that you are telling me an advert. Yeah, that's exactly okay. what I was going to say as well. Um, it sounds very sales-led. If you're... Especially the phrase, how great you are. Yeah, so... Yeah. I if you contact and that's being said, them, sorry, that's being said with the greatest of respect. With respect, yeah. we, we, myself yeah. and Christian, we should explain. Got yeah. thirty years combined experience of being journalists. We've yeah. worked in real life newsrooms, so we are just telling you as it is. If you ring up a reporter and say, "Great news, I'm a great bookkeeper. You can write about me. Got your front page sorted." They're gonna think. I'll just put you through to the advertising team. They'll tell you how much it'll cost. You are not here to promote your testimonials. Share your testimonials on social media by all means, but a testimonial... Well, I'd actively encourage you to do that. Yeah, you should absolutely be doing that. You should that. absolutely be doing that. But a good, a good positive testimonial isn't a news story. Saying you're great isn't a news story. It's about learning to talk about your business in a newsworthy way. So what is your big why? What brought you into the bookkeeping space in the first place? Things like um, key milestones in your business. So, so this will be the things that will that will get the heads turning yeah. to go back to your question. Yep. So things like, have you won an industry award? Have you opened up your first uh, physical location? Have you hit a significant milestone um, record-breaking turnover? Have you collaborated with another business? Yeah. Have you collaborated with another business and formed a partnership? Are you involved in some form of corporate social responsibility, such as charitable yeah. giving? Are you doing things to 
improve your local community or do things which are a benefit to the environment. They're the types of things that journalists are going to be interested in because they are things which are newsworthy, they're relevant, they are steeped in factual evidence and accuracy. They're things which can be um, evidenced by qualitative and quantitative quantitative information. My gosh, I'm really struggling with my words today. I think, I been, think that's because we've been talking. A I lot. think that's the fourth word today that I fluffed, which for me is just appalling. So I have to apologise for that. But qualitative and quantitative evidence just about got it out there. Really, really important stuff. That's what's going to get heads turning. That's what reporters, broadcasters, podcast hosts, people like that. That's what they're looking for. They are, they are, because that's the thing that is going to allow you to demonstrate your authenticity. It's going to allow you to have people get attracted to you and what you do without you having to tell them, I am great. They're going to make that decision for themselves by reading about something that you're doing that is newsworthy, that is going to make them reach that that conclusion for themselves because people get attracted to people for many many different reasons people do business with people for many different reasons but the principal one is because there is something about that person how they show up what they do that attracts you to them it's just how it works whether it's a human connection thing whether it's a spiritual thing that's something that could be discussed maybe on another session but the law of attraction and how that works is a very powerful thing. But ultimately, we make decisions based upon an emotional connection. And then what we want to see is when the emotional connection has been established, what can you give me as evidence to show me that you're the best at what you do and that you can give me an outcome that I require? So a newspaper article telling a genuinely newsworthy story is a fantastic way of demonstrating that credibility without having to say, I am wonderful. And if that is something that people do wish to do, as Michelle said, you are going to be asked to go and take out an advert. And Lucy's just saying here, she's got involved in a lot of charity work. So that is great. That's fantastic. Brand new to no experience. She's also, she started during COVID um, from being made redundant. So trying to make a better two, story. Yeah. Two okay. great stories there. Yeah. So a two massive really, credit really, to really you. strong stories that yeah. you've already identified. And this is another thing, guys. Don't feel that you have to, I'm sorry, I, my eyelashes are sticking together um don't feel that you have to cram 25 stories please don't do into that into one story um, don't do that to in, just in case they yeah. never talk about you ever again that's just the equivalent of getting a load of paint and just chucking it at a canvas and just letting it all drip down and seeing what's gonna you know what's gonna work what's gonna dry nicely don't do that just focus on one idea one tangible story that you can back up that you can demonstrate evidence of and just run with that yeah so it's so super important really important if you kind of it's almost like giving a journalist a, a knitting bag full of tangled yarn and saying and do something with that expecting them to yeah. sit there and unwind it all into little bobbles fashion they're not going to do that no they're, they're not they're not going to do that they're just going to say back. Have, have your knitting bag back get back to me yeah. when you've knitted a nice little scarf and then i'll think about it yeah. that's how it's going to work you need to do the legwork for them you need to make the reporter's life as easy as possible you need to try and make it easier for them to say yes to you than to say no but that's stuff that we do explore in a lot more detail and from a very strategic point of view in many of the products and services that michelle and i offer yeah so um if i could leave you with one thing today it's done good here for a time we usually overrun we usually we're usually yeah, um, we're, yeah we're doing all right so there actual borderline miracle yeah, borderline, yeah um, we didn't we thought it was yeah we've gone another half an hour too long but no we've we've been quite quite good there we? I, I would guess my <laughs> my closing remarks would be yeah. to learn to recognize your inner critic. Learn, oh, you have to do that. Learn to know yeah. when that person is speaking to you 
but have a plan about how you manage that conversation so it doesn't take over your entire business and you will feel much more confident and in control and it will stop you from playing small and thinking out about how you can start playing bigger. Okay, I'm just a couple couple of more comments. I love that one one idea story. Well, thank you very much. I definitely would suggest that to everybody. One idea to go with your story. And Lucy, thank you so much for being so honest. I really appreciate it. You're very, very welcome. Yeah, we're always very open, but we're always very honest (laughs) as well. So thank you for the lovely comment, Lucy. Oh my goodness. Thank you for great advice. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you. You two are just the cutest ever. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That knitting bag analogy. Like Oh, it's just so cute. Right, come back to me when you've got a nice yeah, little Yeah, come back scarf. to me when you've got a scarf. <laughs> it's, oh, it's I love stuff it. stuff that pops into our head, Joe, honestly. It's I know. Just, I love yeah. it. I'd love to be yeah. in your heads. They're just so cute. I reckon your heads are a magical Disneyland fairy place to be. Oh, thank uh, you, Joe. You're making me blush ex- now. I know. Like it's bad, Joe. Yeah, it's more like a knitting <laughs> yeah. bag, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> It's like, it's like one of those elastic, you know, those balls of elastic bands that you get when you, you just have to keep, keep adding one on. It's like one of them. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Oh, you two, I think our community absolutely love you and appreciate you. And you can see why that you've yeah, just given you. so much advice there. And you really, I mean, I love the way that you framed it and how you've helped us to realise that we have no choice but to, have that conversation with that inner critic. And I know um, we spoke about this quite a bit yesterday because I think people assume that both me and Zoe have got loads and oodles of confidence and I'm sure people assume the same for you guys as well. But we all know that we all struggle. And, you know, I, um, I've definitely, you know, I've, I've applied, the I've applied four times for an award and I haven't got it. So now I'm a bit like, I just won't bother um and because as well I really thought I deserved it when I applied <laughs> and yeah. I didn't ever get it and so you I, did deserve it been like, you you did deserve it Joe. you did yeah you did. I just yeah but I but so these we all have that all have our confidence knockbacks and um we all have that inner critic it doesn't matter where you are what level how visible you're already being it doesn't matter so yeah. I love I love that we've talked about that today. I love that we've given that inner critic a proper voice or named them and brought yeah. them out and everyone's got one. Shamed and them. We can have Name a them and shame them. Name, Name them and shame them. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Pop them, calling them out. Put them in the boot. I love it. I'm putting mine <laughs> in, them in the boot. boot. Yeah. 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 You don't want them in or that rear view mirror. maybe just even like gripping yeah. onto the tailpipe. Yeah. <laughs> just have them hanging, hanging on for dear life. Yeah, yeah. For, anybody, for anybody who's watched Kate Fear, it's like Robert De Niro sticking himself to the bottom of the car, being dragged about. <laughs> you just don't want them there. You don't want them causing you any more hassle. That that's really the, the point yeah. that we're making. That we all we all recognise and understand. We've got to be realistic about it. You know, that not to put too fine a point on it, but it's true that you know you're not going to get rid of the voice entirely. Of course, you're not. Even the most confident people in the world, even the most assured people, you know, people that. absolute zenith of what they do they still have Mm. that every now and again of course it happens it's human nature there's always going to be a moment where your inner critic will will pipe up and all we're suggesting to you that is important just as a bit of a game changer as a bit of a way of leveling the playing field a little bit so that all these opportunities don't continue to pass you by 
is just to restore a little bit of balance, just to get a, a little bit of equilibrium between the inner critic and, and the voice that you own, the voice that you have created through the work that you've been doing day in, day out for however long you've been in business for, your voice has as much right to be heard as the inner critics does. That, that's all we're trying to, to get people to think about. And I'm sure that with that and with a bit of time and a bit of patience, great things can come can come your way. I'm sure of that. Oh, you both are amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time today. I think you've given everyone a load of ideas as well as really helping with that inner critic. I think that there is real tangible stuff that people can go away and do now. Um, so I, I'm really excited to see what, I'm excited to see some press. I'd like to see some yeah. in the press. And that. and I, you know, I really think that you've given people the tools to get started with that. But I also know that you can offer so much more support. So would you like to share with us what else you do and how bookkeepers in our community can get in touch with you and connect with you in the different courses and programmes that you run? Sure. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much, Thank Zoe. So That's much. really kind. And I just have to say, I love Louise's comment. I'll ca I'm going to cable tie my to the roof rack. Yeah. That's where her inner critic's going. So <laughs> that's like, fantastic. Like a, like a mountain bike. Like a mountain bike. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Okay. But thank you so much, Zoe, for the invitation to do that. That would be lovely. Yeah, we can let people know um, how they can approach us and, and other things that we can offer to do. Yeah. So if yeah. you kind of like want a short, sharp version of us. So there is such like, a thing. There, there, is, is. there is. Believe it or not, there is an edited version of us. <laughs> there is an edited version. So yeah. we do an abridged a, version. We do a story clinic. Yeah. So you can come to us with a particular story idea that yeah. you want some support developing. And in 20 minutes, we will help you to nail that story down so you know exactly what your story is. So yeah. get rid of all this kind of confusion. We will help you pick out what your story is. And we will do that using our experience of being former journalists. So um, if you want a story clinic appointment with us, that costs £49. Yeah. Um, and we have done this over and over and again you might think is 20 minutes long enough to pick out my story trust us it absolutely you is. get both of us as well you do so it's, it's two, two it's two heads two heads two heads yeah um we also do a pr power hour we do. so if you feel like you need more of a strategic approach you want to talk to us on a consultancy basis yeah. um just to really start to think how do I put some blocks in place to get more visible? Where should I be focusing my efforts? Then that is £99. So that is an hour of our time. Yep. And then just if awards are on your radar, and mm. I absolutely hope they are because there is nothing more game-changing in terms of how you see yourself if you are lucky enough to, to, to win an award. Yep. We've got a webinar taking place on Tuesday next week at 11 a.m. Yeah, 30th of March. 30th of March. Yeah. It's called How to Give Awards Judges What, what They, they want. want. So yeah. um, between the two of us, um, we have been writing award entries for probably around about 10 years now. That's how long it's been. It's been a long, long time. Wow. Um, and four in every five award entries we've ever written has either reached the finals or won. Or gone on to win, yeah. So That's included industry awards. So we've had a lot of them where they have been uh, deemed the Oscars of their industry. And uh, we've even worked on an MBA as yeah, well, a so successful we MBA. Yeah, to get an MBA. Yeah. Wow, so, that's incredible. Well done. <laughs> so thank you very thank much. Thank you, sorry. So the secrets of, of this award success, yeah. we're going to be covering it in 60-minute webinar. Yep. It's got a Q&A involved as well, so you can ask us a question. Yep. And yesterday, in fact, we put together a six-page guide to entering awards. We did. Which you will get free of charge That's a bonus, as a bonus. worksheet, yeah. 
So if you do want to book onto the webinar, it's £49. It is. Um, and you can find the link to book onto that on our Facebook page, which is Right On Time UK, because there's some pesky person in America who's just right on time. So we're Right On Time UK. Um, you will see in our latest post, there's all the information about the webinar in there. Yeah, we're really looking forward to, to delivering that. And uh, yeah, if, if uh, awards are on, are on your horizon and it's something you want to get a little bit more clarity on, then please do consider joining us yeah amazing thank you so much for taking the time out for us today this has been amazing it's been a pleasure thank you for having us we've, thank we've you loved for it. hosting us and thank you to such a lovely community as well yeah, we've really thank enjoyed you for all your comments yeah. really appreciate it it's been some really lovely comments of still coming through it's fantastic this is lovely to see thank you so much it everyone is. thank you oh uh, well Thank you. We are going to finish up now for oh, we've been on a marathon of podcasts and interviews and everything for the last few hours. We're going to have a break. We're going to have yeah. some yes, dinner. Deserve a break, both <laughs> of yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. And then we're back at eight o'clock. Before that, I have my prom committee meeting with year six mums from a. Uh, <laughs> from my pro from the primary school of course I do and stupid me said I'll host it on my zoom because I haven't got enough going on today so I've got that at seven o'clock but we will be back at 8 p.m for mine and Zoe's confidence master yeah is it masterclass we're going to be talking about self-belief yes. tonight so and also if you had any questions we had a really long session last night um which was amazing about Joe's sales call process which I know what loads of you stuck with us for nearly two hours last night I, I know how amazing it was um but we were also talking about the six month success program and if you had questions that you couldn't stick around to have your questions answered because we did go on really late last night um do come and join us tonight and we'll answer your questions about that as well Laura has just said eight o'clock or eight fifteen aim for eight o'clock we will try and be there at eight o'clock we might be a few minutes late we tend to be a little bit late for these things it's all about children's bedtimes but um we're, we're going with eight o'clock grab yourself a cup of tea and we'll be there as soon as we can so see you at eight o'clock live in the facebook group we'll be on youtube as well um really looking forward to it but for now thanks ever so much um christian and michelle it's been absolutely lovely to talk to you again we, and we, we will see you soon thank you, everybody. Thank you. Bye. take care bye bye bye, bye. bye. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.